We had Jeannie on the line. Jeannie, sorry that we have to sometimes abruptly just end the conversation, but we had to go to the end of the hour. So, all right. You had the wonderful Tres Leches cake at Cafe Latte, and you're wondering if you can recreate it at home. Is that the question? Yeah. You can. Um, There are some good recipes for it. And really, Tres Leches cake is just making the cake layers and then having the sweetened condensed milk. And finishing it off, do you feel pretty confident in your cake-making skills? Well, you know, a cake out of a box. I don't know. Is that going to be good enough? I, I mean, It's not going to be the same. No. Okay. It's not going to so, be the same, which isn't to say it wouldn't be good and you shouldn't try it. I mean, you could certainly put um, make a vanilla cake and you could poke it with um, chopsticks and then make the leche cream and pour it over and see how it goes. I mean, it's not going to be bad. Okay, but that's kind of going halfway. I should try and go, like, all the way. Either that so, or realize that you're going to only eat this cake maybe once a year on a special occasion. Yeah. Right. That um, trace leche cake from Cafe Latte, I was just actually doing some research on a different project, and that cake kept coming up over and over and over again as something to really eat. The people loved it. So it's not really that super hard. And we have the dark chocolate trace leche, and that's what I want to I want to try and cre- recreate. Does that make it even harder? No. I mean, again, if you can make a cake and you can add the, the trace leche, I... I I don't know. For me, if you want to know my honest answer, I would just, I would decide. What is it that you like about the Trace Leche? What's your thing about it that you love the most? The moisture, the the cream in the bottom. Okay, so then there are ways to do this in terms of pound cakes and soaking things. And you can mimic the way of doing it in the condensed milk that maybe might be a little, you know, you could try to do a box cake and then do the soaking part, you know? Okay. All right, so let us know how it works out. Good luck, Jeannie. We appreciate your calling in. Uh, We are doing our Thanksgiving show. You're listening to The Weekly Dish. And when we come back in the second hour, we always come back with the top two in hour two. Give him the old one, two. And now, The Weekly Dish presents... Top two, top two. The top two. Pick your best two. In hour two. All right, give me two. Winning, winning, winning. One, two, one, two. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, was it? It's Elizabeth Reese, Stephanie, that always brings macaroni and cheese to the Thanksgiving tables, isn't it? Um, I don't know. She loves, I know that she loves a macaroni and cheese recipe. Yeah. I think the Neely's or something, maybe. Or no, it's uh, Patty LaBelle's. Yeah, and I think I'll try and find it and put it on our Facebook page because I think I have it stored. Um, but so I was thinking about macaroni and cheese as it pertains to the context of Thanksgiving and I was at Brunson's Pub the other day, mm-hmm. and I had their bacon macaroni and cheese. And it's a little bit different, and I just wanted to share it with you because it was real good, and okay. it's my top two in our two. So they make macaroni, and they put it in a crock, and it's got their bechamel. But then they have it with this house-made braised bacon that's pulled. So there's like a layer in the middle of it that's pulled bacon. And... So the perfect bite with that little bit of that bacon with the cheddar mac and cheese, they make their mac and cheese with parm, mozzarella, and cheddar. And then there's like a crispy layer of breadcrumbs on top. 
It is a mac and cheese to be reckoned with, and they have it in a small size, so you can have it as a size or a large size. It's the bacon mac and cheese at Brunson's Pub is my top two an hour, too. It's your was, first one? It was real good. Okay. Yeah, interesting, huh? Yeah. And, and I, braised bacon. Pulled yeah. bacon is just something different that you don't see very often. Kind of shredded. Yeah. Huh. But it was really good. Interesting. Um, okay, I am down for that. Um, my first one is just, I happened upon the Food 52 site, and they have an automatic, magic Thanksgiving menu maker. And it's this cute little online thing that they've done, and you answer a few questions, you select your own recipes from a collection, and you come away with a custom Thanksgiving menu. Because, you know... Those of us, we know we have, some of us are like, we have the bird. I know we have the bird. And then I know that I have to do hipster carrots and I have to do mashed potatoes. But what else? Like, then I'm I'm free as a bird to figure out, should I have Brussels this year? Should I not? Have I done them too much? Anyway, I love this idea that there's like these little questions that you kind of ask. Then they say, you know, can we interest you in some greens? Is there these greens that are you're interested in? Yeah. You know, and so it's just a fun little online tool that'll help. That's another way in to figure figuring out how you want like what kind of potatoes do you like them fully loaded do you want them crispy are they are they should they be mashed are they do you want them braised or roasted and then they give you all the recipes around your preferences i like it I that's thought it was really, really sweet yeah for people that are doing their planning this time of year yes did you find anything new when you did the personalized thanksgiving menu yourself i'm still i'm not answering all the questions yet Okay. I mean, I'm still working on this whole thing. Can I ask you what are hipster carrots? Hipster carrots are the... Um, <laughs> do you have to talk like that you to do. have a hipster carrot? You do. Um, hipster carrots are those, uh, it's the multicolored carrots, the purple. You get them in a bag and they have the tops on them. Yes. That's what we call hipster carrots. And so you make those with, you know, like, I, I get those and then I sort of decide, okay, one year, I guess the best year is when we did the harissa, the toasted hazelnuts and harissa. Uh, butter on them, and then we also had a little yogurt sauce on the side. That is wicked hipster carrots. Come on, that is hipster carrots. That's like right out of so Otto Ulegini's Plenty. Yeah, they were <laughs> so good. And the funny thing was last year. Remember, I don't know if you remember this, but I couldn't find the carrots. Because they had been sold out of every flipping store that I stopped at. Oh, no. So yeah. did you have Sands Hipster Carrot Thanksgiving meal? I didn't have Hipster meal? Carrots. I had regular, boring, Midwestern carrots last year. It's funny that, because my kid like requests carrots, too, a lot. And our carrots are roasted carrots with little um, roasted in thyme and olive oil, finished with a little butter, and then goat cheese blobs. Yeah. And she's like, make those goat cheese carrots, Mom. Yeah, I know. It's um, all right. What's your so, second? Uh, okay. So my second top two in our two is uh, in the Thanksgiving theme. Maybe you're not a pie person and you don't know how to cook pies. I want to encourage you to pick up some Sarah's Tipsy Pies. Oh, good. You can either get these at her bakery in Hudson and order them. We put a link on the show page and also on our Weekly Dish Facebook page. Or you can buy them in your grocer's freezer section. And you can. It's a little hand pie. So it's about enough for one or two. And you can bake them off at your house and have these little teeny mini pies that are real sweet and really lovely. I love it. And locally made. Locally made. Um, Okay, my second one is kind of outside the food realm, but I just wanted to call out a piece of gratitude for Tom Calicchio. Oh, yeah. Who on Medium wrote a letter um, concerning a lot of the allegations of harassment and um, just really talked about the rampant, the revelations of rampant harassment in the industry, he said, weren't exactly a shocker to the women working in it or the men for that matter. Right. And he goes on to really quite, you know, very 
personally say the right things, which is like, you know what? Enough. And as men, you know, we kind of need to, he was saying that they need to own up to what they do know and to change the way they owe it to themselves and to their colleagues and to the tenor of their kitchens, to making great food, you know, to do the right things. So I just thought it was a really good stance and he took it and he, he said it plainly and it was real. Yeah. It's been an interesting week in regards to, have you had discussions amongst your family or friends about all these harassment allegations? Yep. So have we. It would be hard, I think, to be in our culture and not have a discussion about what all that means. And I I will say our discussions got fairly heated in our family. Really? Yes. I am a loud discusser. Yes. (laughs) I tend to get animated. And when I don't feel like you're hearing me, I just say it louder so that you hear me, which is ridiculous. But such is my existence. Um, but it's been kind of interesting to yeah. try and deal with all that. Yeah. And yeah, we have a lot of, yeah. And I mean, I'm raising boys. So yeah. that's, I'm raising men, actually. Well, and someone said, you know what? Here's the lesson for the men. It, it, it's clear. When you see that kind of stuff happening, you say something. Mm-hmm. You just go, hey, dude, that's not cool. Mm-hmm. And if everybody just said, hey, dude, that's not cool, maybe it would not be cool anymore. Right. Um, we did have a couple questions that came in. Our producer, Hope, is so efficient over there helping us uh, before the break. Questions that came in about, um, is there any idea, Stephanie, how do you reheat a smoked turkey without it getting dried out? They're picking it up Tuesday before Thanksgiving and they want to reheat it. Um... They're, so it's already smoked. They're yes. picking it up the Tuesday before. And I, they want to reheat it. I guess I would just do a small, if you can manage to do like a, um, I would put it sort of on a roasting rack and put a little bit of water in the bottom and then do a really slow warm up, you know, intended with, with, uh, with tinfoil. Yep. And just sort of let it almost steam warm. You know what I mean? And I think that would be the best way to do it. Is yeah. it a whole, bur- I mean, that's the hard thing is it's, it's a whole turkey. Well, and if it's just smoked turkey, I would just leave it at room temperature until it yeah. comes up to temperature and serve it. Yeah. I wouldn't heat it up in the oven. But no. if you have a whole turkey and you want that whole turkey presentation, then yeah. yes, I can yeah. see. I could do that. Um, I would do that. Okay. Here's a question. Okay. Thoughts on frozen meat in an instant pot? I don't know. The idea being that can you throw like frozen chicken breasts or frozen chicken thighs yeah. or put frozen meat into your instant pot to cook it. I think so. I do all the time. Yeah. I was going to say, I think people do that all the time. Yeah. And especially if I want to make like a chicken risotto, which is just basically rice, chicken, I will take frozen chicken meat. I'll cut it into like smaller portions with a scissors mm-hmm. and then throw whatever vegetables or whatever I'm doing in there. And four minutes later or five. Okay. Speaking of instant pot, by the way, here's the thing that I'm going to tell you. Uh, Crock-Pot has made an electric pressure cooker that is a multi-use pot like the Instant Pot. Instant Pot is a brand that we talk about. It's from Canada. Crock-Pot is a, is a company, you know, I don't know where they're based out of, but Crock-Pot is now releasing their own version of this electric pressure cooker. They're sending me one. Okay. And we are going to do... A taste test, and we're going to do a testing of the ways that each one we're going to compare. Okay. Here's the thing about that. It 
The best thing about the Instant Pot to me, one of the best things other than the speed of which it cooks, is that there's a saute feature. And that's because this one I has hate it. it in my crock pot, like that this I have to brown something over there. This or... is a, this is the same thing. Okay, so... they're say, they're doing a version of the Instant Pot. It is a pressure cooker. It's just a multi-use one, just Got like it. the pressure cooker. So it does have saute. It does have steam. It has all the same things. Don't you think too that there should be someone over at Crock Pot going, "Hey, let's put a saute feature in our actual." Crock pot. That's a whole different heating element, though. That's the point. Got it. Like it's a whole different mechanical thing. So you couldn't thing. do both. You can't Got really. It. You can't really do both. No, because yeah. one is a slow cooker, the way that it works, and the other one has a different Got it. mechanical. Of situation. course, you're smart like that and know these facts. <laughs> I might have read you're up so on facts, some stuff. Facts driven. I know. All right, so that's pretty exciting. I after the first of the year, we'll have time to do a lot more kind of cooking segments because we won't be inundated with all this holiday stuff that we have to get to. But right. when we come back. We are going to talk about some delicious Thanksgiving sides. You're listening to The Weekly Dish. If you are planning the feast, uh, make sure to pick up the El Burrito Mercado chips and salsas. They've got them all for you in most of their grocery stores. And then also Red Rabbit is a great place to have brunch with your family or any of the four locations of Red Cow that all sponsor the show. We'll be right back. Welcome back to The Weekly Dish. I'm Stephanie Hansen. Hey, I'm Seth March. I did find the... Elizabeth Reese macaroni and cheese recipe. So mm-hmm. we'll go ahead and we will post that. Thanksgiving sides. Stephanie, are you one of these people that has the same sides every year? And I want to know if salad factors into your sides. No, uh, no. I mean... You don't do salad for Thanksgiving because some people feel no, very strongly. No, we strongly. do do salad. Oh, we, you do? Yeah, okay. I was going to say, just hold on. <laughs> Ask me the question, let me answer. They, um, My mom brings a salad. And so that's kind of, that's been her thing where she does that. Remember, I've talked about that before. The pomegranate yes. with the grapefruit and the avocado in the salad. Yes. That's a really great, I think that's a good fresh salad that has a lot of stuff to it. You know, that's not too much and too goopy because I think you need something light. I think there needs to be a bit of crunch on the table, a light sort of crunch. And if you do, don't do salad. Maybe you do like endive or maybe you do, you know, little, little, you know, raw crudités or something like that. Too. Yeah. They, um, I was looking at, we picked up every year we get the Thanksgiving magazines and in Bon Appetit, they had like the 20 things that you need to do for Thanksgiving. And one of the things that... I liked theirs this year. I liked the yeah, Bon Appetit article this year. So they had like these rules and yeah. give the people what they want. So don't get too crazy. Yeah. Um, stuffing can never have too much stock, which I agree. Uh, totally. And I love the perfect mash. And yeah, make the mashed potatoes with butter and cream. Quit yep. messing around. Done. Done. That's all you need. Um, one thing that I thought was really interesting that they talked about was never cook your cranberries. Uh, and I don't and I don't agree with that. Yeah, they wanted us to have like a cranberry salsa presentation yep. almost or and a pico fine. presentation more than I've always cooked. done that quince thing. And here's the thing for me is like I do like a quince and cranberry sort of uh you know, you cook them down and you sort of make it this beautiful, soft thing. But because then when nobody eats the cranberries on the table, I make the cocktails with them afterwards. Okay. Well, there you go. Yeah. Because people, cranberries are like, not everyone's going to eat the no, cranberries. Like maybe three people at my table but will take a scoop. But people that do, it's not Thanksgiving without them. Right. So you kind of have to suck it up and get them. I always feel how weird it is that everybody who does a recipe for the 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 next day leftover sandwich, they're always putting cranberries on the sandwich. And I always wonder, are you eating cranberries with the actual meal? Because it seems like every sandwich has cranberries, and I don't want that on my sandwich. No, I just want all. a giant slab of Hellman's mayo. Me too. And a half a pound of salt. Maybe some arugula. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> um, always serve something raw was one of the yeah. lessons that they had, and that was one of the things that you brought up. Yeah. 
I think for so too. Mashed potatoes. The one thing that I'm going to be doing different this year, and it's there is a I have to transport. There's a transport issue, right? Yeah. If you're going to someone's house and you're doing like a buffet or you're doing the feast, I have to transport mashed potatoes, which means I'm going to have to put them in some kind of a casserole dish. Yeah. And the trick to that, you guys, is to add a little cream cheese. It really. I'm going to I'm going to I guess if you have to transport them, but because what happens is cheese in my potatoes, but you have to you can't really taste it too much. You have to transport them and then you have to reheat them up. I don't think you, so I think you just cheese. reheat them up with a little bit of cream. That's all you have to do. I mean, the cream cheese, that's a pretty, that's a pretty drastic texture to no, me. No, you don't use that much. Okay. It's just a way to keep them moist because I'm not going to bring my pot and then go to my sister's and kick her, out, kick her out of her kitchen and be doing my pot. So I have to put them in some kind of dish where I can have them heated and then quickly dump them in the oven right before we eat. Um. Okay. So I guess for me, like I think about the next day when we, cause I make, I make roughly five pounds of mashed potatoes, you know, yep. I do the whole bag and then we always have leftovers. So the next day I'm always heating them up anyway. Usually you just put them back in the pot with a little bit of cream and then you whip them around and they get hot. And yep. that's, that's true. You know, what do you do with your um, leftover mashed potatoes? Do you make like a potato pancake? No, or? we just eat them. <laughs> I mean, we just, most of the time I wake up like on that Friday and someone's having breakfast, which is just mashed potato bowl with like butter and salt. Yeah, that's that what sounds good. Doing. Yep. Um, sides. Do you do any frozen vegetables for sides? I do the corn. I do the cream corn, you know, and so I buy frozen c- corn kernels because there's no reason not to. Yeah. Because you're not going to find any <laughs> fresh corn, right? We buy frozen right peas. You buy peas? Peas. Do yeah. My family likes peas. Yes. And they roll around on the plate and they get in your gravy yeah. and it's irritating, but they like them. They li- if they like them, they like them. I was like told you have to bring peas and please don't bring canned peas. Bring frozen peas. Okay. This is my sister. But frozen peas are better, I think. Yeah, than they peas. taste better. Yeah. And I think that canned, I think we do frozen corn because it, because then when it heats Tell up, it's Tell about your just creamed corn because that's a good recipe too. Yeah, that one is the simple one. I know I've given that out before. Um, it's the Ocean Air's creamed corn, which means you just, it's bacon and leeks and uh, a little bit of nutmeg in there. And that's kind of it. And then corn. And so I, you know, I like do a, really finely chop those leeks and the bacon and then and a little bit of garlic for me. And then, you know, you kind of do your corn, you simmer everything down, throw in the kernels, let them all kind of heat up together. And that's it. It is the, one of the. So there's no things. cream in it at all. No, it's cream. You put the cream in. You you reduce the cream. Like oh, you heat it. up like a whole carton of cream. Got it. Got and it. Then you throw I didn't it hear all, the cream part. Yeah. Then okay. you throw it all together. All right. Um, my sister is going to be really surprised because I have a strategy this year and what? I'm not telling her. What is it? I'm just going to make whatever sides I want. <laughs> bring them. Um, She's like, don't bring, like, don't bring this and don't bring that and don't bring all this food. Like, I'll bring the stuff that I know her kids will eat because, you know, I get what it's like to be a mom. Yeah. But if I want to make creamed corn, I'm going to make it. You if should. I want to make, I'm just going to make stuff. And if people don't eat it, that's fine. I'll load up my to-go containers to sure and bring that, them home. You need to make sure that you know what she is putting on the table, though. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. Because you don't want to show up with your cream corn and have her have another corn dish and be like, because that's, that's not a good host thing to do. <laughs> it's not good to do to your sister. Uh, let's it's talk sort of about... like, um, mine's better than yours, kind of a thing. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Do you have a signature cocktail that you make for Thanksgiving? Just bourbon. You don't you do something with cranberry or like? I have mean, a little... afterwards, I usually have a I usually have a bourbon with the cranberry in it. I usually sort of. I, so I made peach. You guys remember this? Remember way back this summer when the peaches were here and Eric 
Eastman was on with me and we both made peach bourbon. And I have, I marinated bur- peaches, you know, in bourbon for like two weeks and I still have that. And that's what I wanted Ooh, to bring that sounds out. sounds pretty good. I know. So I have that bottled up and I'm going to bring that out for um, Thanksgiving and make a little cranberry, quince and cranberry chutney, if you will, or whatever the heck we want to call it, sauce. And then I just put that in the bottle and then I, in the bottom, and then I put in a little of this peach bourbon. And if you want to lighten it up, you could put a little soda water in it, or you could just put some ice on top of it. And that is a good zipper. Yeah, that all sounds pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, someone else was doing gray duck chai and sodas as like a mocktail. Yeah. Um, so something kind of a little spicy and a little bit different. Yeah. Doesn't that sound delicious? I would say also do this might be the year if you're looking for something for a non-alcoholic, bring in the shrubs and do a soda made with a twisted shrub because that's I love their stuff. Or and, cheat and get a Joya soda and just add a little add a little sparkling water to yeah. kind of dilute it a little bit yeah. and yeah. put a little clementine yeah. rind in there. Or and just like, buy one of those sodas and then add your boost to it, too. You know yeah. what I mean? Like you could set those out on your bar. I'm big time for letting those things happen yep on the uh on the bar you know what i mean like let people make their own cocktails yeah. good deal good deal we'll be right back you're listening to the weekly dish on my talk 1071 if you've missed any of our thanksgiving talks the last couple of weeks you can always listen on demand we're going to go ahead and take a break hey everybody welcome back to weekly dish thanks for joining us on this thanksgiving prep show while we are tuning ourselves up for this big feast and having our minds all set on on making a giant uh afternoon slash evening that is dedicated to gratitude, I'd like to take a moment to think about the Thursday before, uh, or one of the Thursdays before, which is next week, uh, November 16th, is Give to the Max Day. Woo-hoo. I know. And so we have Heather on from Second Harvest Heartland. Are you there, Heather? Yes, good morning. Good morning. How are you? Good. How are you? Thanks so much for having me. Oh, so thankful that you guys Thanks are here. Thanks for being here. We want to focus people on the fact that, you know, we know as a food show that we are, have the luxury of talking about food and making our own choices for if we decide to have Brussels sprouts or what hot size of turkey, you know, we're going to order this year, but not everybody has that. And we want to really kind of focus that on the Give to the Max Day. Tell us a little bit about Second Harvest and what's happening. Sure. So, you know, Second Harvest Heartland, we're a hunger relief organization. We're the local Feeding America food bank, and uh, we work really hard to help support the 1 in 10 Minnesotans across the state that are experiencing hunger. So to your point, you know, they may be not looking so forward ahead to Thanksgiving, knowing that they may not have all the same holiday fixings as, as we all do. And so um, so we are working really hard to help fill another table. That has been our fall campaign. We need to raise enough so that we can provide 12 million meals, which seems like an awful lot, but we serve over half a million people um, across our service area. And wow. so and I know. So as we look forward to Get to the Max Day, which is such an awesome day, so many Minnesotans coming out to support the charities um, that are that are their passion that they want to help make sure have the funding they need. We're also looking for that support as well, and we're giving it a twist this year with what we call Pack to the Max. Um, so encouraging people to come out and help us pack food for 24 hours is another way to give back and and help fill someone else's table that day. Yeah, I think a lot of people don't have, um, you know, like budgets may be tight, and that might be a hard thing for people to give, you know, the dollars. And I just want to encourage everybody to remember you can always give time. You mm-hmm. know, there is such a valuable thing with that. And um, I'm going to be at Second Harvest uh, at Golden Valley packing to the max. So I'm going to be taking a shift, and I'm going to pack as hard and as much as I possibly can can so that people can help and you can sign up for a shift too right how do you do that heather 
Absolutely. And we're so excited that you're going to be there. Thank you so much. You know, you can just head out to our website, the number two harvest.org, and then go to our volunteer page. And all the information is right there. As of yesterday, and looking at the shifts that are still available, we have some wee early hours in the morning, yeah. starting at midnight. <laughs> So if that works for you, we would certainly love to have you. Um, but otherwise, you know, there are shifts throughout the day, and so you'll see what's possible. And if, you know, for some reason that day doesn't work, we, we would love to have you come and volunteer. Bring your family, bring your friends, kids as young as eight can come volunteer. And we'd love to have you come out and help us pack the food that we need to get out to our hungry neighbors. Yeah, and I think that, you know, during this time, I think a lot of people think that they want to do something because it's Thanksgiving. And I just want to encourage people to remember this is an all-year need. It's not just during Thanksgiving. So if you Mm -hmm. can't find the perfect opportunity to fit into your family time during Thanksgiving, you know, Mm -hmm. put, like, make a sign or do something and commit everybody to doing it, you know, in December or January or March. So make sure that this is an all-year thing because people are hungry all year, not just at Thanksgiving. Absolutely. And thank you for sharing that. You know, we certainly this is when it's top of mind, I think, for many folks. But after the holidays, if that's a better time for you, that is a perfect time for you to come out and volunteer. Volunteering gets a little bit calmer than in that time window. So, you know, to have people come out and make that a point, we would love that. I love that. All right. Thank you so much, Heather. And remember, you guys can go to Second Harvest and check out and sign up for a shift. But you can also donate. You can anytime you can drop off, you know, food or you can be a part of they have a lot of events. There's the Walk for Hunger, of course, at the Mall of America, which is mm-hmm. happening on Thanksgiving morning, right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And, and that's an easy way to do it. And the cool thing that I learned this year, so it's $25 if you want to walk and, you know, it's a really fun morning event, a good way to get back before you have your meal for the day. But you can also be a sleepwalker. So <laughs> if you don't feel like you can get up or you're busy making that, you know, Thanksgiving meal for your family, you can just make that donation and then you're considered a sleepwalker for the event and, and you've participated and you've given back. I love that. Awesome. Thank you so much, Heather. I'll see you guys on Thursday the 16th for Give to the Max Day. Awesome. We're looking forward to it. Thank you. Okay, thanks. Um, oh, fun. So I will tell you that there's, I'm absolutely going to be doing the sleepwalker thing as well. Yeah. Just so you know. I love that. That's a really smart marketing gimmick. I know. And I mean, it's just, it's, but here's the deal. I don't know if you know this, but we have our own, you know, we used to do the turkey trot every year, which was, we always would run, you know, go downtown and do the run. We're doing that this year. You're going to do it? Yes. They, uh, my brother is coming and he's a big runner. He's like, yeah, we heard you're going to do the race with us, right? I was like, oh yeah. Uh, Okay. I'll sign us all up. uh, I have to be honest with you. We have done the race many times and we have slept in a few too many times (laughs) after we'd paid for our t-shirts and everything else. Uh, So we decided finally a couple years ago to have our own um, Olympics. We have the... Oh, I love Family Olympics. Family Olympics on the morning of Thanksgiving so that we all get a little bit of movement before we start jamming ourselves with food. And last year, there was a three-legged race around the house in the yard. We had a Frisbee golf toss. You had to get it into the right areas. And then we also uh, did a Dance Dance Revolution. We had to compete on Dance Dance Revolution. That's really fun. Yeah. Family Olympics, you guys, are the best. Yeah. We do it in the summer with my aunt and uncle, and they put us, like, you had to ride your bike, like, around this cul-de-sac. Yeah. And half the bikes, the wheels were, like, had no air. Oh, God, yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. No, we have, this year, I will tell you, I will tell you two events that we have so far in our little mini decathlon, which is not a decathlon. Um, We have, the first event is, and I think you'll appreciate it, because it's, the recreation of an event from TV. 
It's uh, it's the driver's test from Brady Bunch. The egg on the cone. Oh, yeah. We're going to get onto the riding lawnmower, and whoever can get closest to the cone without hitting the egg wins. I love it. That's one of them. And then the second one is sort of a biathlon situation where we're going to make you run around the house, and then you have to get onto the deck and shoot at, with a BB gun, the cans. <laughs> we're yes. going to have a bunch of cans up in the treehouse. I do love shooting yeah. things at BB, shooting BB cans guns. with BB guns. Yeah. yeah. So that's those are two events, and we're still debating on the third uh, and possibly a fourth event. So. I like that. Yeah, and we do have shirts being made. I'll just tell you that much. <laughs> How many people are coming? Well, to it's the... just the kids and me. <laughs> <laughs> but I will say this is the first year, by the way, that Megan is not going to be there. She's going with her uh, her Sig Fig to uh, his family's house because okay. this is their ver- they have their Christmas you know their yep. big holiday celebration. Welcome um, to the world of having to share. I know. The like, all of a sudden, I'm in a place where my daughter is now 27, a grown up lady, and like has her own life and stuff. And yeah, it's going to be really hard. Although Joey, you know, the gay son, of course, just texted me saying, "Oh my God, I've just realized the decoration of the table has fallen to me." And it's true. <laughs> Is that Megan a big used deal? To, Megan used, oh my God, Megan made the most gorgeous tablescapes and she did chalk art and everything else. Yeah, it's up to Joey now. Okay. I so, because I don't, I do the family. cooking, I don't do the decor. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So we have uh, we have the place cards that Ellie made with her thumbprint when she was a little kid, oh, where she made the little turkeys on each of the cards. Turkey. And I, I just have kept them all these years. And when we do Thanksgiving, I put them out. And, you know, now there's people that we don't have cards for. So I'm having to get the little kids. I'm like, okay, you have to come. I have to come a little bit early so we can make thumbprint so cards thumb for the new people. This. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. They're real cute. And then we still have the thanks box. You do that. Someone made it. I, I maybe it was even Ellie made it a long time ago and it's covered in tinfoil and it's a little box that has the janky hole cut in the top and on the side and a little kid's writing it's thanks box and everyone puts in there what they're thankful for and then we go around the table and someone pulls one out and reads it and do you have to like figure out who said it or no is it, it's, it's not just it, a, it's just like we just and then someone will say like that was mine oh, yeah. or you know i do oh, like the idea of an activity of saying what you're thankful for. Oh, yeah. Here's a tip, though. One year I made a big deal out of it, and then I did it right as we'd sat down to dinner. And then everyone was going around, and it took so long. I was like, okay, we need to take a break and eat the food and then get back to our beautiful presentation here. Oh, yeah. So now we do it over drinks and appetizers before we sit down. Oh, that's good. Yeah, I like that. I know it. Um, are you going to be doing do you have, oh, go ahead. Black Friday shopping? N- no, I don't do that. I sit and watch movies and eat turkey sandwiches. <laughs> but are we going to be here together on Saturday? Yeah. You're going to be here. Yeah. Do you know this Saturday is the first one that you've done with me in like five years? Probably. I mean, five or six years for sure. I think it's longer than that. I think maybe you've never done a Thanksgiving Saturday show with me because it's always been my kids or... yeah. Something. So bring are you gonna bring the kids in? I don't wanna displace the kids oh, if they no. wanna come. They they do it as a gift for me. Are they to so. the point where they are passing the baton back to me? Yeah, I think they'd be happy to know that they don't have to save me and make me be alone on Thanksgiving. Maybe I'll Saturday. bring Ellie. Oh, you could totally bring Ellie. Yeah, she always has a lot to say. But yes, I am gonna be here That's and good. so it's leftovers. It's leftovers. We and always do you do good leftovers ideas. Nope. But are there any leftovers left by Saturday? Yes, because I do a twenty pound bird. You okay. know what I mean? Like there's So always... people still want to talk about leftovers? Yeah, I think so. I think by that point you need creative ideas. I think Friday is the full day of you just eat 
what was, or maybe you have like a specific thing you want. But then by the end of it, it's like for us, like on Saturday and Sunday, it's like, you know, there, there's no more mashed potatoes because those are all gone. Yep. And then, you know, there may be some like Brussels sprouts or some sweet potatoes that people don't know really how to heat up or what to do with. So yep. I think that's a good idea for that. Okay. Yeah. So, and it, please keep your turkey carcasses, everyone, because on that Saturday, I'll tell you what to do with it. I'm making stock that night. Thanksgiving night, I put the bones and that whole body in a pot and it bubbles for like a day. Quick story. I made stock with some chicken parts that I had left over this week. And my dog loves chicken and she's 12 and she's deaf. She paced the house. She was up every hour going downstairs and checking like, where is this chicken? I smell this chicken. Where is it? Where is it? And then I woke up and she kept me up all night because I can hear when she rattles around and tries to get out of the bedroom. So I woke up and I was like, what is your deal? And she was like, are you up? Is it time? Because I know there's chicken downstairs. There's chicken. Like She was just obsessed with the chicken smell. It was oh hilarious. So I don't think I can do the carcass. Okay. Because that'll keep her up. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, we will take a quick break. You guys, when we come back, we're going to do the moral of the story. We're going to talk about events. I will let you mention a Christmas market. Just so you know. We'll be right back. This is The Weekly Dish brought to you by Red Cow, Red Rabbit, and El Burrito Mercado. Welcome back to The Weekly Dish. I'm Stephanie Hansen. Hey, Steph March. And if you are someone that wants to get out and about today... There is a Christmas market at Lake Monster Brewing and the El Burrito food truck is there today. Stephanie is covering her ears, but if you are someone who wants to get a jump start on the holiday shopping and buy local, which we always encourage, and if you want to get some uh, tamales or esquite out of the El Burrito food truck, by all means, you should head on over to Lake Monster Brewing and have a good Lake Monster Brewing beer. Yes, I like that idea. Um, Steph March, will you please post your cream corn recipe? That sounded amazing. Said Julie. Yes, Julie, it is posted on the Weekly Dish MN Facebook page and also on our show page. I think our producer Hope is super fast at putting up links, so you will find that cream corn recipe there. I will say Stephanie subs the half cup of sugar for bacon. I don't use sugar in my cream (laughs) corn, for God's sakes. No, there's no need for that. It was a lot of sugar. Well, I mean, if you're using sweet corn, too. I mean, sweet corn... Minnesota sweet corn is amazingly sweet. There's no yes. need for sugar. Yes. God, no. Um, I just want to let you know that there is, uh, our our friend Barbara put, uh, let me know that there is an entire PDF catalog of how to cook Thanksgiving dinner in an Instant Pot. Oh, I mean, nice. It's basically like paleo turkey and gluten-free gravy. There's like, you know, in, there's all these recipes about easy stuffed turkey breast roast, Instant Pot pumpkin puree, Yum. stuffed acorn squash, all of this stuff. It's a downloadable uh, PDF that you can Could she post thing. it on the Weekly Dish Instant Potters page? I bet she did. I don't know. I'm going to check. Yeah. Stephanie. Are you a turducken person? Have you ever had no, the turducken? Had it's the... turkey plus duck plus chicken, all boned and then stuffed, stuffed in and amongst each other. each other. If you are a turducken person, you can get one of those, a cornbread stuffed turducken uh, at goldbelly.com, B-E-L-Y. They will go ahead and ship it to you. It will be straight from the South. People like to do crazy things and the turducken's kind of a crazy Southern tradition. So if that's your deal, go ahead and get that ordered. Yeah. I'm it okay looks... with it. And it looks... No, I know. It's got Cajun cornbread stuffing between all the layers. Oh. It actually I, looks pretty I, good. I, I, there's a couple people that were doing turducken like on their restaurant menus, and I can't remember who that was. That um, would be so much work. I know, but that was a thing. So that's kind of interesting. 
Um, yeah, I wouldn't. I don't know. Uh, just so you know, though, you guys, like, seriously, November 20th is the last day to order for Salty Tart Pies. You want to think about getting your turkey orders in this weekend, you know, if you can, because those are all going to get ordered. Just really think about those dates because they creep up on you. Yes. Um, if you want, I will tell you that you can buy brine kits at uh, Lowry Hill Meats. You know, you can do turkeys there. You can order turkeys there. They have... Uh, uh, I don't know if they're organic, but they are heritage turkeys from Nine Patch Farm in Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. And they have uh, a brine kit you can buy for five bucks. And it's just all the herbs and salts and everything you need for your turkey brine if you're worried about levels and all that kind of stuff. Love. Yes. Very good. Um, um, should just... we talk about knives for a second? <laughs> oh, sure. What? So news came out that Nye's, uh, you know, the the Jacob brothers who own Jake's Sports Grills, they uh, they came out and said, hell, you know, actually, we're going to reopen Nye's in the exact same spot that it was um, in the corner. They're actually going to open it, they think, where the bar was, mm-hmm. not necessarily the piano bar, but the long skinny bar on the other side where the polka band used to play is what I, my understanding is. Ruth's most dangerous polka band, yeah. Ruth Adams, who's sadly departed. And because then there's nothing about a polka band that's happening there, but they they do think they're going to make it a piano bar and it's just going to be a bar. But here's the deal. They have decided to say that uh, they are. It's very confusing, quite honestly, because they've basically said they have felt an obligation, quote unquote, an obligation to bring it back. But it's not the new knives or but it's the new knives, not the old knives. Even though they're putting it in the same space, they're saying they want it. They want old knives to be put to rest. Uh, and then they said to City Pages, they said it's new ownership, but same owners. I don't I think it's a scam. I'm going to say it. <laughs> well, it's not the there's nothing about it. That's the old knives other than the location and, and the perhaps name. the two men that owned it. But, but now they, they sold it. their interests. Yeah. To another company who they're probably partners in. So they probably are leasing the space back. Well, it's an apartment building. It's going to be a shiny, glassy apartment building that then you're going to go into and then supposedly find knives, but not knives, new knives, but knives. Yeah. I think it's new Coke scam is what I think it is. (laughs) I think they're like, you're going to love this new Coke. It's just like Coke. It's just new Coke. No. I think they would have been better off just opening a different bar. Right. It's almost offensive. It is. It's salt in my wounds. It is salt (laughs) in my wounds because you are you're trading on the name, the good name of Nye's. You're going to trash it. It's going to be horrible. There's no way that this can be. You don't go to a sleek apartment building, walk into a shiny lobby, turn left and there's Nye's. Nye's was the smoke smell. Nye's was the Sweet Lou, Sweet Lou, with her Ruth Adams wig. and her dangerous polka band. Yeah. It was it the was bathroom flooring. with the yeah, door kind of hanging off of the hinges yeah. that you had to prop up to lock it. Yeah. And it wasn't craft cocktails and, and craft it was beer. Galumpkies. It was just vodka or just gin. Like, did you want a martini? <laughs> Great. Here and it I'll is. blow on it to make it a martini. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, just don't call it nice. Just call it something else. Yes. Then. That's call my it thing. Jacob's Brothers. Put a new bar there. Great. Go for it. Call don't it anything. Call it nice. And to trade on the name of it when you were the one that killed it and killed it, you did. Killed it hard. Killed it for money. Killed it. Killed ran it, for it over. a big paycheck. Backed over it. Yeah. And then kept going forward as you were dragging it down the road yeah. by your bumper. Oh, my God. 
That's all we're going to say. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> How do we really feel? I know. And they and the other thing that they said was like, you know, we underestimated how much people loved us. No, it wasn't you. You didn't create knives. You just owned it. You, yeah. you were the stewards and you failed. Yep. So there you go. I can only say that I completely 100% agree. There's my end of show rant. Gratitude yes. for... Gratitude for everyone, but... That. Nice. <laughs> New nice. Happy Thanksgiving. I am going to say it from the folks at El Burrito who have been doing, uh, been here as a family business since 1970 from Luke Shimp and his team over at Red Cow and also at Red Rabbit. We will be back next Saturday for our first Thanksgiving together. Oh, no, we're off next we're Saturday. We're off next Saturday. We're off on the 18th. Both of us have the day off, but we will be back on the day after Thanksgiving to rehash and rediscuss the feast. Have a great Thanksgiving, everyone. Ciao, ciao.